Salutations, my friends. I'll keep it short so we can go ahead and get this segment started. I'm going to play for you real quick a video, a graphic music video. I'll try to read the text for you. It comes from Beeple Pratt. And it basically talks about the rapid American consumerism that we are facing. And with it being said, let's get it up. Americans spend more on its military than the next eight countries combined. The United States has spent 5.9 trillion on wars since 9-11. The average Chinese worker assembling iPhones makes $1.85 an hour. The richest one percent on forty five percent of the world's wealth. In 2018, Jeff Bezos made over a hundred million dollars a day. Over 700 million people live on less than 100 dollars a day. The median global household income is 97 thousand dollars. stuff good stuff i'll be sure to put that link in the description bar below i'm for sure going to be playing it this week on the podcast that was over there on uh beeple crap i forget the artist's name but it basically breaks down rapid american consumerism and why we are in the situation we are in today like i said i'll put that link in the description bar below if you guys are curious it's a uh, <laughs> it's a like I said Beeple Crap by Run the Jewels and I'll put that link in there so you guys can check it out we are going to be taking your guys' calls guests and questions in this segment hopefully we are blessed by by some thought provoking material I wanted to start this transmission off with that uh, that music video that short film to explain to people that at the end of the day we're all being essentially looted by these globalists, by these new world orders, by the technocracy, by these Illuminati, these Freemasons. You see, you don't do, you don't create and do what I do researching all this stuff, thinking people are competent in government. You don't do what I'm doing, essentially having faith like in a dying system. I wanted to start this transmission off by playing that for you guys so you really understand what's all going on. You get me? We're, when we talk about at least like over 1,400 different uh, over 1,400 different CEOs resigning from 2019 going into 2020, and then all of a sudden 
we have this uh, corporate culture revolution take place, you've got to understand, you see, it's not the, <laughs> it's no longer me and you against them. It's the people with pitchforks and torches against people with pitchforks and torches. The king doesn't have to do anything. All they have to do is convince the people with the pitchforks that the people with the torches are against them. And all the, kid, all the king has to do is sit there and watch. And that's where we are right now. You see. We're going to be taking your guys' calls, having guests on, and more in this segment. And I'll be quite honest with you guys. Part of me... I'll be honest with you. Part of me is realizing that in the future, I'm not going to be as radical as some people want me to be. And that's cool because I'm not here to be radical. And I mentioned this last segment. There's a lot of people that try to run the page for me. It's like, wow, thanks. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to be radical enough for people in the future. That's just the, the sad truth of the matter. I'm not wanting to, I'm not going to want to go do smashing grabs. I'm not going to want to go run inside people's houses. I'm not going to want to kidnap white people and topple white supremacy. You get me? I'm not going to be radical enough for where they're taking us. I'm going to be considered part of the problem. And it's just crazy to kind of see that tide kind of shift, right? I always thought like doing what we're doing, this is kind of fringe. This is kind of crazy. And then fast forward to 2020 and it's not, it's not. And fast forward to what I read to you guys about just last segment with the Zebellion, the Generation Z rebellion that the Pentagon is expecting. I'm not going to be radical enough for them. I might help organize it. I might help talk to some of those people. But in the future, I'm not going to want to uh, run into some of these corporate areas and do the things that they're wanting to do. So, again, just know who the players are and know what's going on. Let's go ahead and get uh, some guests in here. Go ahead and get uh, our first guest. Who's that? Squee or Quee underscore Q Q. There you go. Yeah, Q underscore dot Q U E E. Let's see if they will be joining us. And if not, then we will move on because we do have other guests that would like to join us. Okay. Well, for the sake of time, I think we're going to go ahead and get rid of that. Uh, I want to say appreciate you for trying to join Qui Q, however that's pronounced. Q, I'm, uh, it, you should be able to just tap the accept button. It should pop up. A little prompt should come up, and then it should say, would you like to join? And then if not, just let us know. We'll, uh, we'll go ahead and get started with other people. But uh, when you send the request, it should go through, and then we authenticate it on our end. Then the little prompt should pop up saying that you're connecting, and that's how it goes. If not, it's too hard, too much. Wait, or you can type out your question. You know, that might be easier for this as well. We'll get to you too, Dr. Shade. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get to, we'll try to get Q on here. And then if not, uh, we'll have to either read your question and then go from there. Uh, but I don't, I don't want to waste too much time. I do want to try to get you on but since we've already done all this. But if not, if it's going to be a no-go, then we are going to just have to nix that and move on. Uh, who is the one person that pulls all the strings? That's the question that he asked. You're fine, bro, but who is the one person that pulls all the strings? If you want the truth, the devil. And then if you want the truth outside of that, God. Um, but a lot of these people are given temporal power, and they're given these positions uh, because they know that they will carry these, type, these types of things out. Like, who is on the top of this scheme? Who's will, who, how much would, how much would you be, how much would you uh, take to destroy your childhood, to destroy, like, your, your hometown? You get me? How much is your price? 
to go destroy somebody else's town, destroy somebody else's childhood. Money is the root of all this. Who, who's orchestrating this? Who's at the top of this? The devil. Who wants? Who, who benefits from chaos, bedlam, mayhem, and destruction? Only the people that seek order from chaos, order ab chaos. The Illuminati, the Freemasons, who's at the top of it. There's a reason why we're, 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 we're expecting for it to be some figurehead when it's a collection of people. It's an ideology. You get me? It's, an, it's, 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 it's a number of people all deciding to engage in a certain type of behavior, to carry out a certain uh, agenda. This is why you see one person say one thing and then another person over here, either in America or Europe or in Russia, begin to pair up the very same thing. It's a spirit. It's an agenda. It's something that they're tied into. Who's at the top of all this? I wish I could say Jacob Rothschild and David Rockefeller and all these other people, but there's more. You see, when you have people like Jacob Rothschild posing with uh, 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 not just Lane Maxwell, uh, not just Lane Maxwell, but Marina Abramovich in front of Lucifer, a, a painting of Lucifer summoning his legion. You've got to understand the symbology behind this. A lot of people, uh, thank you, bro. Um, this is why we do this, because we, we appreciate messages like that and that you do share the work. When you have people like Marina Abramovich standing in front of a painting with David Rothschild over summoning the, 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 the legion of Lucifer, you've got to understand who these people are worshiping, what ideology they're trying to get out there, you see. I shouldn't sit up over here and be able to talk about Satanists, the difference between Satanists, Luciferians, the Illuminati, the Freemasons, and more. But the very fact that we are now living in this world shows you the very structure that, it, that, that it's based on. Um, if you want a good, a good rabbit hole to go down, look into the externalization of a hierarchy uh, by Alice Bailey. Look into the works of uh, Helena Blavatsky. These are New Age occultists that talk about creating essentially a... a, a a hierarchical structure that externalizes the deep spiritual and esoteric secret uh, esoteric teachings that are within inside the secret society. So when we talk about Freemasons, Luciferians, Satanists, other secret societies, and other people who are orchestrating this, again, it's a spirit that they're tied into. It's a working, you see, a, a multi-generational agenda unfolding before us today. Um, I've been telling people, I'll say this and I'll get to the next person. I've been telling here, people here personally around me that I thoroughly believe that Marina Arabomich is our generation's Aleister Crowley. But because people aren't necessarily privy to Aleister Crowley, uh, things like the Babylon working, all the other things are tied, like, tied into this, again, they don't see the, the, the unseen forces that are at work paving the way for all these things to come through. I hope that answers your questions. I hope that really does answer your question. Um, uh, Q asks how I would rate or how I would rank these secret societies in order. My chicken. Um, if I had more time or if this question was a little bit more thought out, I would take the time to go through it, organize things like, you know, the Rosicrucians or the Freemasons or the Jesuits or any of these other types of stuff. But because this is an on the fly type question, I'm not necessarily sure uh, what order I would go in. But yeah, uh, thank you Q for uh, asking those questions. Let's go ahead and should I just go ahead and answer people's questions in the chat? Because, you know, I'm trying to, go ahead and trying to go ahead and get uh, people to join, but I think it might be better for me to go ahead and answer questions rapid fire right here. Yeah. People are asking when we're going to get to see the chickens. Um, I don't know. Whatever. You know, what I, I'll say this while, while questions pop up here, you know, I'm a very private dude. Dr. Shafe, send me a request. I'm a very private dude. And what I see projection-wise going down is, like, you're, I'm going to have to virtue signal to show my allegiance to the mob so that the mob doesn't try to come kill me. You get me? I'm a very personal person. I don't really like 
explaining personal stuff that's going on, talking about my life and letting other people get up in here. I'm all right with that. But because I'm not going to virtue signal harder for this wave and for whatever waves comes, I'm going to be considered a problem. And so what's going to end up happening is to a degree, Freedom Faction is going to have to shut down and be reformed in something else. Because in our current configuration, yeah, it's good for information, no doubt. But as far as getting things together, organizing it, having, again, that, that revolutionary lifestyle what we talked to you guys about just last week, Freedom Faction in its current configuration is not sustainable. We're going to have way too many threats coming down, people trying to infiltrate us, saying you're not with the cause, you don't really care about people, and all this other stuff, because what? because we're not submitting hard enough. You get me? So I just think it's crazy seeing all these things happen uh, because it all, it all comes from compliance and conformity. And that's definitely not something we are down for. Let's go ahead and get Dr. Schaaf on. Dr. Hey. Schaaf. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? Yeah, what is your actual name, by the way? I don't know. EJ. You're welcome DJ? to call me EJ. E, like egg? Like, yeah, like E. Egg J. Okay. EJ, nice to meet you. Cool. Again. Nice to meet you, doctor. Yes. Um, I loved and enjoyed talking to you last time. But um, so I've been struggling with this Black Lives Movement, Black Lives Matters movement. Okay, because, yes, I understand that it's funded by Soros, that it's used by democr Democrats um, to try to manipulate the black vote and to create a race war. Yes. And, I, and I acknowledge that this is the case. But at the same time, I'm seeing so many people posting hashtag all lives matter, hashtag, you know, I don't see color, etc. And I'm having trouble with this because I recognize that there is absolutely like discrimination towards black people um and that you know my best friends a lot of them my last best friend five years you know black and i'm also brown myself i've experienced racism but nothing like i have seen the black community face or my you know my own parents or my dad was racist too and he used to get so upset at me for having black friends like so i've experienced it firsthand i mean it's very easy to even look at the tuskegee i don't know tuskegee experiments that were done on black communities um in africa it was horrific 40 years of it the fact that planned parenthood is planted in predominantly black communities very to true. kill you know like you know like it's so there's so much evidence of the and fact just to, that just to yeah, jump in right there too just because we're talking about this this is stuff that needs to get on record People want to talk about mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. They don't talk about the abortion rates. That's one of the main thing that's 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 not only killing Black people but killing us as a whole. And the fact that we have this kind of culture that demeans not only women but humans as a as again as a whole, it's not it's not right. So yeah, no, for sure, we need to expose this toxic culture because there is systemic racism. Like, mm -hmm. I got pulled over in a Prius, bro. Like, I'm a I'm a random Black dude driving a Prius. Why do I need to be? What am I a threat for? I got yeah. pulled out of my car, thrown over there on the sidewalk. The cop comes up to me. He's like, I'm a lot smarter than I look. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I've got, I've got my hands behind my back. I'm basically like sitting on the sidewalk, detained. This cop's over here trying to like get his jollies by, by putting me down. I'm sitting there just like, wow, you're really something else. You guys are really about to arrest me over this. It's like, and, and mind you, right, this is during Christmas time. My girlfriend just had uh, just had dinner with my grandmother, my mom, her mom, and her family. I picked my girlfriend up to basically go to Sonic and just give me like a replay. I'm driving around town. Cops see me, pull me over. I'm just like, what is this? I have to, I get arrested. <laughs> I get arrested. I have to tell my girlfriend, yeah, go, go, go tell my brother. Go tell my brother and my mom, like, oh, I'm in jail. I'm arrested. And this is all because of what? So yeah, no, for sure, systemic racism is there, but I don't talk about it because well, we need to reform the system. Reform the system, change the identity, get people to be aware of these things and more, but uh, just to your point, you're right. From them putting Planned Parenthood and black neighborhoods to racial profiling, systemic racism and more, it's very true. So please continue. Yeah, yeah. So I'm so happy you shared because 
one of my questions was going to be like, what was your experience? Because it's just, it's a very collective experience of most black people in my experience, you know, and seeing that it, this is the case. So I'm, thank you so much for sharing that. And which leads me to my main point, which is what the struggle is um, regarding this is the fact is there's a huge disconnect between oh, people, the Just real quick, people are asking what they charge me with rest, reckless driving. Okay. <laughs> In a Prius. <laughs> yeah, you know, my me caring about the earth, trying to trying to switch up, I'm reckless. So, uh, I'm sorry, keep, my heart's like racing right now. Let's. No, you're fine. I keep. So what's crazy is I've kept all of them. If I if I would have planned for this, I could have grabbed my old wallet. I literally keep every little. Because uh, when they try to arrest you or they stop you over, they give you like a little pink or yellow paper. I've kept every single time those scumbags tried to keep me down as like a reminder of how close I got. And I won't talk smack, dude. I've, I've definitely had like good interactions with cops as well, but I've definitely kept every single time they've tried to, they tried to lock your boy up. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting, man. You know, there's a, there's a lot of times I could have been taken, you know? Um, it's, just, it's, it's just crazy to see, but I don't mean to interrupt. Sorry, please continue. No, you're absolutely not interrupting. This is the whole point of me coming on live and trying to talk to you about this um, is because this is this is the important topic. There is a huge disconnect between this Black Lives Matters movement and the fact that it's a, you know, left wing funded manipulation tactic, you know, psyop, etc. We get that. But because it's happening, part of the part of the issue is it's completely dismissing the very real Yes, fact yes. that racism exists yes, and i yes. noticed there's so many people bypassing this and what the thing is there is a very real traumatic part of this experience that has been created on so many black people's lives like in communities like you earn like what you just described to me and what has happened to you throughout life is a traumatic experience yet we're not talking about it from that angle and i see so many you know not trying to be racist but it's kind of crazy because the the truthers and truth seekers and a lot of people in the spiritual community are like oh i don't see color and we're all one race we're all one humanity i'm not racist they're actually creating further divide because yes. we're completely dismissing the traumatic experiences that black people have suffered through yes. so it's like it's it's not it's like in well, conflict to, with their own mission well to your point you're saying why are people saying all lives matter as well as black lives matter the All Lives Matter was simply created to hijack this narrative and to create more racial tensions, but at the right. same time, not raise awareness to, as to why specifically Black Lives Matter. And so you're right, yeah, for sure, All Lives Matter, but why, why wasn't that there before Black Lives Matter? Why are we trying to talk about just the injustice that j Black people face generally and how they use us as a test kit, a model, and then they deploy that nationwide, worldwide? That's what we're trying to bring attention to, but because people don't have that kind of like, I don't want to say like like emotional maturity or intellectual like maturity, they're not able to hold two ideas at the same time. They can't say that, oh, black lives matter and white lives matter. They have to have one or the other. And because yeah. of this, it creates like a, a, a cognitive dissonance to where mm. they're not really able to, to, to effectively effectively appreciate what's actually going on between par both parties. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I mean, honestly, part of it is, it is cognitive dissonance, because it requires a person admitting that they were wrong, or that they had, you know, you know, who describes this best, I think you've probably seen uh, Jane Elliott has this really amazing clip, where she is talking to a really large white audience. And she's like, if there is anyone here, who would trade places with a person of color and live their life, please stand up now. And not a single person in the entire huge audience stands up. And she goes, well, if you know that this is the case, then why do you allow for your brothers and sisters to continue having to live the life they live when you would never trade places with them? That means you know that there is some sort, there's a difference here, but you yeah. don't acknowledge it, you know? So she, yeah. there's this amazing clip that she does. Um, I was, that, you know, just to interject again, you know, just because we're talking about race, this is stuff that the audience doesn't know about me. I was the only black kid to graduate in my class, 2010. <laughs> only African-American kid to, to graduate. Swear to God. You can look at the literal graduation picture. You'll see this little black guy. That's me. Because regardless of how much I, explore, I, I went traveling, wherever my parents took me, wherever I like grew up, 
that was that was what I understood. But that doesn't mean where I went was aware of me. The same way, like, even till today, like, a lot of people are just, like, confused as to how the hell I can be black and patriotic. It's like, oh, my God, you can't love America and be black? We don't have time for that. I was the only one, the only black person to graduate in my class of 2010. Very, very proud of that title, no, le- no, no doubt. But that shows that, that, to me, I don't know, I feel like that has always shown just, like, not necessarily that the system's rigged against us, but that there's not a lot of... Uh, there's not a lot of support there, bro. That's tough. Not that's a lot of support tough. there. No, that's amazing that you did that. And I'm really happy you're highlighting that accomplishment too. Um, and I'm so, like, I'm so happy we're having this conversation. I'm looking at some of the comments that are coming up and they're just full of hate and anger in spite like even and having- Yes, there's so much er- yeah, ignorance here and mm-hmm. trigger. Cause like, and that's what I'm noticing though. That's why I wanted to talk to you because I'm noticing in my spiritual communities, people who are supposed to be woke and truthers, et cetera, getting so triggered because the idea of admitting to, I don't like the term white privilege. I really hate it because it confers that the opposite is black inferiority. Like I hate the phrase so much, but it, for lack of better phrase at this time, like they're, you know, white delusion, I would say they're, they're not capable of addressing this like handout that was given to them based on their skin tone which does exist and this is you know through legislation this is just through statistics this is fact just, yeah just everything you're saying is a thousand percent correct but do you see the level of compassion and honesty and authenticity that you're operating at you get me you're, you're being honest you're 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 talking about it there are not people that are willing to be that honest there are not people that are willing to be that transparent that don't want to talk about these things that again, yeah. we'll say as soon as they hear Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. Where are you coming up with these things? Yes, yeah. I hear you, but do you understand the the dehumanizing statement of that? So you're coming from a, of a place of like authenticity. You want to know. You want to fix. You want to help. It's not yes. virtue signaling, but other people don't want to help. They think, oh, that's just a bunch of nonsense. Oh, I don't need to pay attention to it. Oh, that's that's another. That's that's somebody else's thing. No, yeah, we're fu- and I and I was telling people this at the gym before I got on the air, y'all don't gotta worry about this. This is our generation's fight. Mm. Like we're not racist. And a lot of these people are taught these things, right? Mm. But mm. that doesn't mean we have to perpetuate them. This is a problem that we've got to root out in our generation. Yeah, like nature versus nature, nurture versus mm-hmm. nature kind of thing. Um, <laughs> and this is this is a health crisis. Like the reason I have, you know, somewhat of an insight in this regard is Yes, through personal experiences. Yes, through my best friends. Yes, through all of that. But also that it is a healthcare crisis in the medical community. We know that um, Black women are treated the worst in, yes. in, in terms of hospitals, in terms of their birth rates and <laughs> mortality rates. And like, I think I think there was this crazy statistic in New York where like more Black babies die than like any other cause. Like yeah. through yeah, it's, I have to look at yeah. it again. Yeah. But it was really bad. Yeah, so you have to look. So I have to go on live with someone else with a huge following on Friday who's been posting All Live Matters. And he's a huge truther account. And I saw his post and I tried to talk to him. He's like, hey, I see that this is bothering you. Let's go on live and let's talk about it. I was like, okay. So I saw you on live and I was like, fuck yes. Like you're someone who's a truther who also has this unique background and experience that I can try to like connect with this because I'm not, I'm having trouble finding people that understand but the all of these contexts. And, and then, and after that fact, like, what are the actual solutions to help? Like, yes, having this conversation is helpful, but what more can we do? Like, how do we rectify such a huge imbalance in the world right now, you know? That's a deep question, man. That is a deep question. You know, I I, I feel like because we are in such polarized and extreme times right now, it's going to be very hard to to get get the kernel of truth amongst all the chaos. And that's why we have to have a lot of these conversations is because it's not going to be fixed through conversation. It has to be done through action. Uh, yeah. Personally, I, I, I see some of these videos of like white people washing black people's like feet. And I, I, I get it like as a, as for the camera ops and for the optics and stuff like that, but that's not going to have the desired outcome you see. Mm-hmm. And so because people think, Oh, I need to do extreme things. I need to be melodramatic. I need to carry on this way. No, 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 no. What you're doing is perpetuating the narrative that we're trying to expose. Yeah. We've got to figure out a different way to, to, I guess, to have unity. Like, I know it sounds crazy, but 
ideas are things that unify people. Yeah. They also divide people, no doubt, but it ultimately unifies people. What we're talking about these days is control, authoritarianism, manipulation. We're not talking about liberty. That's what sets people free. People have different level, different varying levels of control and where they want yeah. to put that on people. Yeah. Freedom is something that only gets better the more and more that you talk about it. But because you have people trying to drudge up all this hateful stuff from the past and how they want to inflict that very same, that, that very same control on to others, they're again, perpetuating that narrative. They're not saying, how can we do better? How can we give these ideologies? How can we take something? How can we, how can we have compromise? It's not there. You know, it's, 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 it's being, it's being manipulated for, it's being, obviously it's manipulated for racist and globalist reasons, but it's deeper than that. The scar that you're talking about, this problem that, that does need addressing, it's multiple generations and we're not going to fix it with this and these actions, it's only going to make it worse. And so I'm not sure how to answer that. You know, um, yeah. I wish I could say like, go have like a bunch of interracial babies or you know, <laughs> go out there and go, go right. seed Australia or go seed Asia or something like that. But that's not the yeah. case. This is a deeper spiritual force slash yeah. psychological yeah. issue. I mean, I, I personally think like black people are the fallen, you know, uh, first kings and queens of humanity and they are in my opinion again the most powerful people on the planet today which is in, yeah it's true like which is inversely inversely why they are the most oppressed it's just logic it's just logic there like why would they be if they were not already like if that was not the balance like that's how the world works the universe works in polarities right and if you look at um history of african culture and the fact that we all came from there like at some point you know then this is this is a fact like and then there's a lot of merit to thinking that God is a black woman too. There's this whole narrative and, and structure there that I resonate more with. Um, and for what's happening today and what I'm trying to help with is like realizing the first step to creating this unity um, and addressing this this huge disconnect that we're talking about is acknowledging the trauma that does exist for the people who are experiencing what it's like to be black today i think that is like a huge first step that's being completely overlooked because once you acknowledge trauma you can reassign its narrative and create a different perspective and then you transmute that and you can transcend the suffering after the fact but the only way you can create healing and transcend that suffering is after acknowledging that it exists otherwise you create just another program on top of an already existing pain point or trauma it's like it's like saying people being like just be positive be positive and never actually addressing what the issue is you create another layer of programming on top of yes, an yeah. already create yeah it's the same well, you, same concept in that way well you practice you you practice denialism and you practice ignorance whenever you gloss over it and act as if it has no control over you by simply ignoring it it's already won and a mm. lot of people don't think about it like that. Um, yep. And I just, yep. I want to point in right here because people are thinking that, you know, we're racist as we're talking about race relations. That's definitely the exact opposite of racism is to acknowledge it. Um, and I mean, shucks, dude, again, just to jump back to the fact that I can be black and patriotic, oh my God. And that a black man runs this page. Think about this, that we've somehow got freedom associated with white, control associated with black people have really got to understand that this is a deeper, deeper issue than you think. And having the conversation of, well, do black lives matter to you at all? I, I know all lives matter, but does this life matter to you? And because people aren't ready to have that conversation, well, all lives matter. Yes, for sure. But do you, under, <laughs> do you understand what you're saying? You're immediately discounting other people so that you can have your, your, your priority. That's what's dangerous. <laughs> or it's like, white frig fragility like that other phrase oh no <laughs> i uh, i i, I want to just real quick touch on something that i want to get somebody else on here because you're talking about creating healing and healing yes. trauma i was trying to say that when we left from the the, the, the covid19 lockdowns right straight into this straight into racial hate right right they had inhibited they inhibited our healing process a lot of people were going through depression anxiety, mm. nihilism, apathetic, uh, mm. suicide, all kinds of other stuff because of the lockdowns. This happens, 
that further that, that that further destroys us that further dehumanizes us it inhibits our healing it doesn't allow for us to come together and say hey look these guys lied to us let's all unify under yep. liberty and freedom not let's jump straight to control and emotional nonsense does that make sense yeah yeah it's literally bringing up ancestral trauma for so many people too yeah basically yep yep yeah i, I I hate to say it, dude, but because of this, I feel like I've become regretfully like more intense. Like not not just because of like the, the, the BLM protests, but the lockdown and the rapid nature in which we're switching from crisis to crisis. Right. I feel like I'm becoming more intense because they're ratcheting things up. They're not letting us heal. They're not letting us actually have this discussion about what did we learn? What was the self-reflecting? What did we build? What's important? Mm -hmm. They're giving us our ideologies and that's very dangerous. Yeah. 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 That's a great point to make. And we're going to have what five more months of this. I, no. I, I also like that you brought up how just spiritually speaking, this is really important and why your account is really important too, is how we keep giving up our power to some external authority, yes. whether it's Trump or QAnon or any of these other accounts. Like, yes, they're helpful in creating more narratives, but what we're supposed to be doing with all of these conflicting narratives is to go internal and to connect with our spirit and soul yes. and, and our intuition, because that's where our power is. That's where our truths are, are inside of us. And they, yes. they've always been inside of us since we were born, but we've just been brainwashed out of that reality and that power we have. And that's where the real revolution is, is the internal one. So even when we, I first jumped on, like, that's what you were talking about. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Cause I see the same people who are like, yeah. <laughs> they're going to save us. Don't worry. We're save the children and they're going to save us. I'm like, no, it's still, that's daddy. What is it? Mm -hmm. Daddy government and mommy media. Like it's mm -hmm. just, <laughs> I like that daddy government and mommy media. I like yeah. that. Because <laughs> it's so true. They go hand in hand together. It is. It is. And then what does that make the rest of us? Toddlers that are fighting each other. Okay. That's what I've it never, is. I've never had faith in this system. Mm -hmm. um, I've never looked for somebody to give me anything. I've never let, like, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I, like, I started this transmission off saying I'm a very private person. I would prefer to be left alone. I don't want to be dealing with this. But because I'm being thrusted into this, right, mm -hmm. I'm having to adapt. I'm not smart. I'm just up against people who have IQs well over 200. And so I'm having to respond appropriately. The people that we're talking about, the conscious community, the, mm -hmm. the folks that are spiritual, some of these people, man, they, 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 they have mastered how to pander to the crowd and tell them what they want and not be loyal to the truth. And yeah. I'm loyal to the truth and to the information and what's going on. Right. So that's why we're different over here, man. Like, I, right. and, I, and I know it sounds rude and I, and, I, and I apologize sometimes, but people have feelings attached to things and that's how they're, that, that's why they're unable to see what's all going down. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's called ego identity. That's all that is. Yeah. And I'm, and I, and, I, and I'm sure to some degree, because I think this is the thing that I talked about with you the last time I have an ego. I have like narcissism. We all do. Right. We all do. But mm -hmm. I try to keep, I try to keep it in check because of everything that we're discussing here. Mm -hmm. Being the only black, we, we, we've had listeners for half a decade now, and that's probably the first time I told them that I was the first uh, or the only African-American to graduate in my class. <laughs> now, do I wear that as a badge or do I sit here and produce things like Factions of Freedom, reaching out to people like yourself and creating this to mm -hmm. change that so that I'm not the only African-American to graduate in my class ever again, so that, so that we change the narrative. Does that make sense? Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm yelling at you, but I'm just getting worked No, 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 of course not. No, of course not. I was listening. I had a point and then I just like, I'm, I'm just being so present with what you're saying because I, I literally feel at this time, I've been just like going over and over it in my head, like watching what's happening with so many people and, and the, the ego destructions or the, the, like resistance to it and i'm just like mm. wow and in the spiritual community i have so many i have so many doctors and so many people just kind of like lashing out but at the end of the day all timelines are converging into one yes which is the great awakening and this was another darkness that existed coming to light um you know it's sad to see so many people are still <laughs> like so triggered by this so i'm i feel really grateful right now that we got to talk about this Oh my gosh, 
and like being able to give a different narrative like actually yes black people are the most powerful people on the planet like saying that is triggering for people they're gonna be like that's racist but like you know what that is what i actually think <laughs> like hey, i do i uh it it is something that i'm we talk a lot about i'll say this now i gotta let you go because we'll get we'll drift into the the illuminati zionist freemason hebrew israelite and you'll have people say no kind of all kinds of stuff <laughs> i remember like two years ago doing like a show with uh robbie d from across the sea and marty martin of the underground resistance network and they basically broke down uh the hebrew israelites and how that's where black people come from we talk about kazarian jews right and how some of them have hasidic or kazarian jews i forget which sect it was how they've taken over the narrative of the Hebrews, of the Israelites, and then whitewashed culture, whitewashed history. And so when I had that episode on, or had those guests on, they broke down that whole thing and how the Bible, I guess, is talking about us as the Hebrews. And so this is something that requires a little bit more research and authority mm -hmm. when, pre when presenting it to the, to the world. Right. And so I guess it's just crazy to hear you talk about it because it is something we've covered on the show. Okay. But here we are full circle uh, discussing it again. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have to look more into it. I do you know, do you follow I follow Chaka Bars, his account. And he has a lot of like black nationalism rhetoric and just kind of a lot of history about um black culture and how it's been appropriated and just like how people can, you know, help in Africa and how it's so there's there's a lot there. So I, I try to learn um about these things from people who have had the experience because the last thing i want to do is be like i know better than you like it's, like well yeah, right. how, yeah oh my god no uh, okay anyways I'm yeah for, i'm still waiting for somebody to tell me how i'm uh i'm still waiting for somebody to tell me how i'm oppressed and how how, how uh how i'm not doing my part <laughs> i'm waiting for other people to tell me how i'm not doing it there's there's a video clip this is like one of my favorite video clips um out there there's this black girl who was at a uh, BLM like protest and she's yelling at everyone there. And she's like, I am black and I am not oppressed. You guys are all hypocrites. You guys are hypocrites. Where's Black Lives Matters the whole last four years? Huh? What about when the black people are killing black people, blah, 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 blah. Or when the uh, black, and she just goes ranting on. She was like, I am not oppressed. Stop telling me I am oppressed. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this fucking queen, she's amazing. Like, yes, that is a narrative to have. Um, and it's great that she doesn't like want to subscribe to being a victim because that's also yes. part of this really complex yes. equation. It's so complex, but then still recognizing like, okay, yeah, we've been hurt because on a cellular level, all your, all of your cells have memory, which is embedded in the subconscious as well. That has to be processed to heal. Otherwise it'll manifest in some other issue later down the road, a thyroid issue, a cancer, et cetera. Yes. Like that's why it's so important, but <laughs> Yeah, it was such a good clip. I'll try to send it to you later because it was, it was dope. She was just like, she was so in her power in that in that time frame. It's necessary. I, 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 a lot of uh, man, this is a, you know, I, I didn't think I had much to say on this topic until you joined us. But there's a lot of stuff that goes around just general empowerment. Um, again, you know, I know people. Again, I know people don't want to hear this, but in the white man's world, women and minorities are considered second class citizens. That's why you see a lot of this, this, this pushing of it now. We're rediscovering our rights and that they are unilateral, but that's because of the pre-existing system. So we have to have these kind of conversations so we can break down the structure of it all. So Dr. Shave, I want to say thank you very much for joining us. What would you like to leave the audience with? Um, I want to leave them with a lot of love and understanding and just, just to know like, hey, to really really support the black community the first step to take is just sit with the pain just connect with your heart connect to their pain i'm like on the verge of tears half the time talking about it because i'm connecting with your pain and you're being so strong in telling your story but the one the people like us that that really are vulnerable and being you know, like care about being authentic and genuine we know we know that this, this is tough <laughs> and just to do that that is like the best thing you can do not all lives matters, not all of the other nonsense that, you know, not all this mission driven, agenda driven rhetoric right now is the time also for healing and, and to heal the trauma that does exist. Just to, just to really just like tap into your heart. That's, that's my main message. Don't be afraid to heal. I definitely <laughs> agree with you. 
But I want to say thank you for joining us, Dr. Shafe. Uh, and let us know whenever you're on chocolate bars again. Ah, yes. <laughs> Be safe out there. Bye. There she goes, Dr. Shafe. I want to uh, just real quick briefly point something out uh, because it only makes sense while we're talking about this stuff here. Last night, I got this message from this chick who says, you can't say black. Today's black person in the U.S. is no more from Africa than I am from Europe. And you can literally be white and move from Africa to the U.S. and not be called African-American. We're American. I guess you could say you're black American, too. This is what she tells me. She's like, you can't say black. And so I was like, word. Well, I'm black and proud. That's all I have to say. What I'm trying to say is there are people out there that know what's best for me, apparently. You know, who know my struggle, who know my history, and can tell me more about me than I do. Very, very crazy, right? But that's what happens with the virtue signaling. That's what happens whenever you take it to the extreme, when you let other people fight for your own freedoms. I think, what was it? It was Malcolm X that said a fool, what well, is like only a fool would let his enemies teach his children. And when we're talking about the systemic racism that's going on, the corruption, all this other stuff, it's the very same concept. You guys don't hear me talk a lot about race because it is a very real thing. But we've created something to point out not only the racial issues, systemic corruption, government corruption, and more. All for this reason. So a fantastic call. We have definitely fantastic guest uh, for joining us, breaking all that down. I think a lot of people, again, it's an uncomfortable topic. It really is. You know, I could sit up over here and chat your head off about things that people say that they don't think is racist, even though it is racist, but I'm not here to shame and guilt trip you. Um, this is one of the reasons why we talk about it in the context that we do. We have figured out how to, how to have a language that exposes all these things without getting caught up in them individually. And I think that's what's really important, you know, is looking at what is all going on, like Dr. Shave said, how we're unable to heal these traumas because they get taken over. You know, um, I talk a lot about in my private life how it's crazy that I'm considered like a conservative or a Republican or any of this type of crap, that I'm on the right because of my upbringing. Um, growing up liberal, growing up democratic, having the parents I've had exposed to all the stuff that I'm doing, traveling the places that I traveled, I could talk to you about my transmit or my, my, my transition from someone that's liberal and democratic that was all about Obama and all this other stuff. The free thing, the, the free education. I was like, oh my God, I could go to college and it could be free. I don't have to have a whole bunch of debt. That would be great. And then I fast forward to where I'm at now and I see what the, what the colleges are turning out. Uh, basically people who can't think for themselves and are basically dependent upon the government asking for universal basic income. I could talk to you about my progression from being on that side, fully dedicated to the system, hoping to God that there was some type of solution. But then I woke up. Then I started actually getting out there into the real world, doing work, uh, amassing debt <laughs> and figuring out how to fix that. You get me? So when I say that nobody offered me a future, nobody offered me solutions, I had to get up over here and make them. We're still making them today. This is why I have that abrasive attitude towards stuff. Because again, <laughs> no one's taking the time to build these things. People want, everybody wants a leg up, but nobody wants to do the work to build a ladder, to go out there, to go chop down the trees, to turn that wood into pegs, to put that stuff together. Nobody wants to do that. They want the leg up though. They want the handout. They want the free shit, but they don't want to do the work. You get me? So it'll be very interesting to see where this goes down. And this is why you guys don't hear me talk about racism because there really is no, there, it's not that there's no winner. There is no peaceful resolution, you see. Let's get our next guest on. Q, it says you're still the same guest, bruh. There we go. What does that say? Laid back able. Laid back able. I thought that said laid back rebel. Laid back able. Yo, what's up, Freedom? What's going on, Abel? How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Thank you so much. It's really hot outside. It's 99 degrees. I was going to go for a run, but I'll do it tomorrow. 
hey, at least you're out there doing those extra rounds, bro. Good. A little bit. A little good. bit. How are you? Everything good? Uh, man, you know, it's weird being in this position, having to talk about race because I'm black. It's right. I got to say something. But, I mean, for the most part, I'm good. How about you? Doing good. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's uh, my day off, and then I'm going to go sparring later. I do good. kickboxing. But anyways, yeah, thank you so much for having me live. I just have a, a few quick questions. Um, I think I've seen – you might have posted them before already on your page. So, therefore, um, I don't know if – I think it will be that simple. I'll just ask you a few questions, and you can just say yes or no. They're pretty basic, but um, okay. stuff that I'm pretty sure everyone else has been talking about. Um, so, uh, for, so uh, question one was, um, was, George, was George Floyd his dad – was George Floyd and his dad and his brother Freemasons? It's what it seems like, yes. He has the he has that weird eagle on his set on his chest, the thirty third degree Freemasonic emblem on his chest. Yeah. Um, he also has, I think, his son or somebody in his family was given his apron, his 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 uh, Freemason's apron. Right. I don't know what it's called, but he put a picture up on his Instagram saying, "My dad basically set me up." He took a picture of the Freemason's uh, apron. Um, there's all kinds of symbolism and information if people want to go down that rabbit hole. To indicate that yes, indeed, uh, George Floyd was a part of the Boule, which is the Black equivalent of Freemasons. Yes, and um, in addition to that, um, the, the the white cop and the Asian cop and some of those most of those cops that showed up to the scene were also Freemasons. I'm not sure about that. Um, I'm, I'm I'm not sure about that. I know the names like Tao or something like that for the Asian cop. Um, I'm not sure about all the other individuals involved. To be honest with you. Okay, okay. And then, um, did you also? Uh, I was wondering if you also read about that. Uh, they ob obviously worked together at some uh, yes. at rodeo, but th did you also know that um, that rodeo was burnt down like a couple days before the protesting? I think in Minneapolis, and it was known for uh, uh, it was known for like trafficking, human trafficking, and also laundering money. So that's really? why. Yeah, yeah, that's what I. Yeah, that, it, was, it was really interesting. And I was just putting the Freemasons together and then uh, the rodeo that burnt down. They knew each other. Mm. And then it was just kind of weird. I was wondering if you knew about that. I had heard information about Antifa being involved in human trafficking. And I heard some of that kind of surfacing when dealing with the protests and the riots. But I didn't hear that, uh, that George Floyd and other people at the, at the club were involved in human trafficking, but it make, it, it makes sense. I mean, if you look at right. the industry they're involved in, right. you know, the stuff that's being talked about now, the fentanyl, the drugs, the MDMA, the porno movies, that's the perfect, <laughs> that's the perfect cutout for them to traffic people. I mean, look at the human trafficking epidemic. Where do they get them? They get them from, they get, they get them from off the street. They get them in porno movies and things like this. So it wouldn't be too far fetched to say that, uh, but I haven't heard it concretely to where I could put together for you guys. Right, right. No, definitely. Yeah, that would be great um, for uh, both of us to look in deeper. Um, yes. And then with this uh, COVID-19 being a ghost town right now and not really popping up on the news, and then now we have the the, the riots that have died down a little bit. Um, what, what what kind of, a, you know, pandemic do you think is next? Like, we're going to get a, a second wave of uh, corona back on the media or the riots are going to get worse or there's going to be shootings? Abel, I'm saying, I say this to you now because as soon as I get done doing the show, I've already got an article queued up right here where it says the D.C. National Guard members are responding to protests, the ones that went to quell the protests in D.C. Right. They're testing positive for COVID-19. So oh, they're, right. they're going to go ahead with that narrative. That's what I was trying to talk about in the previous segment, that COVID-19 was way too powerful for them to just let up because of racism. Right. So that's why you see them still carrying on that narrative. I think it's going to continue, bro. Um, I think you're going to have, and this is what I was trying to say in the previous segment, you're going to have these people go to these protests. They're going to get contact traced. Somebody's going to have it. They're going to get indefinitely detained. And then it's going to become this whole discussion about privacy, freedom, individuality, the Fourth Amendment, you know, fr right. freedom of speech, any of this type of stuff because of it. That's just my projections, though. And I see that they're still going to go along with the COVID-19 uh, narrative because they have all these vaccines, they have all this stuff queued up, they've got the, the people in play. Uh, they just have to figure out how to use, use this, this hiccup, essentially, uh, 
for the rest of the year. Does that make sense? Yes, definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. That was I was thinking the same thing that they're just gonna uh, out of nowhere is gonna pop up and they're gonna say all oh, this protesting people, uh, whatever got the COVID and blah blah, blah all because of uh, you know yeah. population and stuff. And then lastly, and then uh, you can jump on to another one. Uh, there's a uh, a lot of people really don't uh, have so much knowledge about the Georgia Guidestones and how it's written in those 50 languages and how it's really protected and you know, it gets vandalized, it gets repaired right, right away. It's just really important Guidestones out there. But I mean, that main one says maintain humanity under 500 million. And then we have, I think, like 6 billion around there. And then, you know, people just need to not not just to like acknowledge it, but just accept it and try to change. And, you know, like you said, like we all try to live our better lives, but they just need to know that that's probably what they want to do is just lower the population. And I don't know how they're going to do it, but it looks, sounds like they're trying with this COVID thing. And I don't know. I think it's just weird. No, I, I definitely agree. Um, and this is why when covering COVID, as soon as anytime Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or uh, Greta Thunberg popped her head out, I said, look right here, you need to watch out for this. They're going to say, they're going to use the, the lockdowns as a justification to say, look at how humans treat the earth. We need to be locked down. This is good for the environment. You're going to have that climate change narrative come out from this. And this is tied in, this ties into the Georgia Guidestones to where they say, oh, look at humans, uh, look at human activity. It's so right. bad. Look at how they pollute things. Look at these protests. Look at these masks at this, at the beach. They need all of these different things just so they can come back through and say, we have a better way for you. We right. want you to act this way. Right. And lo and behold, they have things like the Georgia Guidestones. They have things like Agenda 2030, Agenda 21, Agenda 2050, where they already have things like the Green New Deal spelled out, rolled out, ready to go. They right. just need to create a certain set of conditions for us to openly embrace it. And that's where it's at right now. When you have a bunch of brain dead people out there parroting narratives, not sure where they come from, not asking who's paying for this stuff, just picking up bricks on the side of the street and bashing whatever comes into them. Right. The, it, it becomes so obvious. Does that make sense? It's like even looking at the Georgia Guidestones and how it ties into all of this, you can see that there's an, there's an obvious anti-human pro-earth agenda uh, that, 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 that just dehumanizes us. Abel, right. it's, it's telling me that I have a, a little less than two minutes, my friend. Of course. What do you want to leave the audience with? Uh, what do you mean we're closing out? Yeah, I got a minute and 40 seconds left. Oh, well, I don't know. I, um, thanks for having me. I don't know. I just want to tell everybody, you know, that even though we all know, we may know what's coming next, just to live life to the live life to the fullest as if it was your last, um, you know, try to live the rest of the life that you have with no regrets. If you have something that you haven't done because you've been scared or didn't have time or, you know, any other really good excuse, I think now is the time to go ahead and ex experiment and uh, fail, many, fail as many times as you can safely yes. and get back up. And, and then also just remember to be healthy and then uh, pray. If you don't believe in God, then believe in God, pray for God. And then, and then if you don't, then um, pray for the universe, you know, talk to the universe, uh, wake up saying that you're going to have a great day. Just talk to the universe. And I think uh, it'll help also, you know, if you don't believe in God, the universe works for me, both of them do all the time. I agree wholeheartedly. Don't be, uh, don't be so afraid to live that you die too early. Thank you for joining us, Abel. I appreciate you. you, my friend. Pleasure. All right. Thank you. Stay safe out there. You too. There he goes. Laid back, Abel. Yes. We got uh, 30 seconds left. I want to say thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this edition, very special edition. Uh, I will be uploading the 22-minute episode I did going over Zebellion alongside this, so definitely go take a listen to it. Um, I want to say thank you guys for joining us. We will be back again next week, Lord willing, COVID-19 free. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noah Zara. Out. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.